Uh, returning to Waitangi now, there were attempts to drown out Act Leader David Seymour with Waiata as he spoke on the marae. The crowd quietened down after a Napui leader intervened. The same thing happened to his MP and Minister Nicole McKee, who was heckled as she gave her speech in Te Reo Māori. Still, David Seymour's pretty happy with how things went. Uh, look, overwhelmingly a success. Uh, you've got to put this in context. New Zealand's a country celebrating 184 years of history uh, with some big challenges to overcome. Uh, they were discussed, and uh, besides a, a relatively small number of people who weren't even the hosts, not actually from here, uh, disrupting some speeches and, and some pretty unfortunate things one or two speakers said, uh, it was actually a good discussion about our country's future. Honi Harawera is from the north, and he spoke very directly to you, and I'm using his words here. He said, your shitty house, Bill, is going down the toilet. Your response? Well, you've got to remember, Honi had a, a chance to be in Parliament, and that's all gone now, and I think the people probably got it right when they voted for someone else. Um, he also said to me afterwards um, on camera, which he didn't realise, that between you and me, I really like your charter schools. Um, so I think there's a mix of views and uh, I wouldn't take too seriously uh, honest um, rhetoric um, or his political prognostications. Um, he tends to get the politics wrong and um, his rhetoric's belied by his true positions. Is he right, though, that that bill is, well, it's, it's in essence a waste of time, can't go anywhere, the end? Well, you know, there's a poll uh, recently uh, published in the Herald that said 60% agree with it and 18% oppose it. Uh, to me, that sounds like a political idea uh, that's got a wee way to go yet. But National says it won't support it beyond the Select Committee. New Zealand First says it's not supporting it either. It is, um, well, costs money to do and you're about saving money as well. And some people would say it's divisive when it will go no further. Well, first of all, uh, it's at least nine months away before the second vote, so um, I'd put more emphasis on where the public are at then and uh, how they decide to vote at the time than what they say now. Uh, and secondly, uh, if, if you're seriously saying that it's not worth spending any money um, on having a select committee inquiry uh, into what something means, in this case the principles of the Treaty of Waitangi, the most important constitutional concept we have, um, then I've got good news for you because we're not actually going to spend any money on it. Um, the select committee would be sitting anyway. Do you think that you can change National's point of view? You can change Christopher Luxon's point of view? Because that's basically what you're intimating. You would need his support. So can you change his mind? Well, I can certainly count, and, and so can he. And I think one thing uh, that he counts on is where the public are at. And as I say, um, this is actually a popular idea, that we should finally be able to have a public discussion about what the treaty means, rather than sending it off to the courts and the Waitangi Tribunal and the public service, everybody but uh, everyday New Zealanders. You have expressed concern about one set of rights for everybody, right? So I'm wondering what... Rights or entitlements are Māori getting at the moment that you do not think they're entitled to? Well, where would you like to start? I mean, if you look at the previous government's uh, three waters representation boards, uh, they had positions reserved that you could not uh, be on if you were not a Māori representative. Uh, there was a separate healthcare 
uh, authority. These things are being got rid of, by the way. But there's still a Human Rights Commission that has uh, a separate CEO uh, reserved for a Maori uh, person. Now, again, that, that is just totally unacceptable in a free and democratic society. And yet it's a model that, under the current treaty principles, is actually the logical conclusion you would draw, that the treaty is a partnership and each treaty partner must be represented in each institution. Then you get to consultation on resource management issues. Uh, it's basically pervading every part of life that so long as the treaty is seen as a partnership between races, as some people have described it, then your status in everyday public life in New Zealand uh, is going to depend on who your ancestors were. And I challenge people to tell me where in the world has that worked before because there's lots of places where it hasn't. The counter to that, as you would be aware, is people saying that you are willfully ignoring the effects of colonialism. Well, who does it affect? I mean, there's many people in New Zealand. Uh, for example, one of our MPs, Karen Shua, um, her uh, husband is a Cambodian uh, refugee. Um, I myself am one quarter Scottish. Um, so you're right. There's lots of things that have happened in history that badly affect people. But at the same time, there are many Māori doing quite nicely, thank you very much, who don't need to be categorised as disadvantaged or victims of colonisation. Um, meanwhile, there are many disadvantaged people who are not Māori who also need help. So why don't we just skip a bit and help the people who need help rather than dividing people by race? And that was ACT leader David Seymour.